your brand is who you are as an essence. Mm. What do you believe? What, what are you passionate about? What, what are the things, what's the hill you're willing to die for? What are the things that you're willing to stand up for and stand up against? You know, that's what your brand is. The conversation is how you engage both your brand with the person that you're speaking to and build a common language and get you to understand each other's brands. Leaders Business Lab is for you, the business owner, entrepreneur, the expert in your field who wants to be seen and heard as the influential thought leader in your industry. My name is Samantha Riley and I've been building and growing businesses for over 26 years and I've learned there are three key areas to your success, your mindset, your talents and the people you surround yourself with. Each week, I interview successful entrepreneurs and deep dive to discover the exact strategies that they've used to build their business so that you can experiment and implement these strategies in your business too. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab. Welcome to the Thought Leaders Business Lab, Ben. It's great to have you joining me here today. Uh, it's great being here. Thanks for joining me, Sam. Yes, we've got you over there in Vancouver at very cool weather, let's say cool, uh, here in Sydney. That's eight degrees, today. it's balmy here. <laughs> I think we should get our weather and mix it together and create something a little bit more even. I think so. If we could, if we could get it about 27 degrees, you know, all the time, uh, you know, it would be good. Absolutely, right? But we're not going to talk about the weather today. Today we're going to talk about personal brands and that is Perfect. your zone of genius. You're the author of Powerful Personal Brands, which I've had a read of, really love and we've had some great conversations. Before we start, what I'd love you to do is share your idea of how would you to describe a personal brand? I describe personal brands the way I do corporate brands. Jeff Bezos from Amazon says it best. It's how people think of you and how people talk about you when you're not in the room. That's your personal brand. It's not your logo. It's not your color scheme. It's not the TW for Tiger Woods on the back of his hat. You know, it's what do people think about you? How do people perceive you? Why do they find you valuable? And why do they care about you? And I think that that's probably the best way to think about your brand. It's how do you show up? And it's, it's the consistency of how you show up, which makes a brand either powerful or not powerful. Yeah, I love that. I love that you also use the Tiger Woods analogy because I know you're a big golf fan. And I that's am. Part of your brand, right? I know that you're in Vancouver. I know that you're a golf fan. I know that you talk about personal brands and, you know, helping people retain good team and culture. How does the golf, like, this is what confuses a lot of people, I think. How does bringing in that golf conversation into your personal brand, how does it matter or why does it matter? Well, it's bringing in the conversation when it makes sense. There are certain people that I talk to that could care less about golf. Mm-hmm. That have me, absolutely me. no, yeah, that's all right. You know what? You and my wife will get along just fine. You know? <laughs> but there's certain people where the golf analogies don't make any sense. You know, uh-huh. they don't understand. They've never, they've never walked a fairway. They've never lined up a putt. They've never sat there and hit a ball and, and ended up go straight right into the woods somewhere. Or, you know, or all of a sudden it ends up in the water or the sand trap. They don't get it. They don't understand it. So why would you, why would I ever use a golf analogy? 
mm-hmm. or golf conversation if it's just not something that's part of somebody's life. Because when you're having a conversation, it's not about you. It's about the person that you're engaging with. Mm-hmm. Understand what connects us. What are the things that are interesting to both of us? And how can we create a middle ground where we can both understand each other and speak a common language? Mm. So sometimes golf is absolutely the right thing. You know, when, when I'm, and I'll use golf analogies all day long if it makes sense. But if somebody's a soccer player or a rugby player or a tennis player or they, you know, they've got kids or, or aging parents or whatever, the first thing that I would do and the thing that makes my brand powerful is that I'm going to sit there and say, what are you passionate about? That tends to be my very first question to anybody, whether I'm teaching workshops or my online courses or, you know, consulting or whatever. The first question I ask people when I meet them is, what are you passionate about? What gets you up in the morning? Because if I can understand what gets you up in the morning, I can usually find a place where we can have some common ground and we can have a conversation that's going to make sense and be relevant and valuable for both of us. So what I'm hearing is that our personal brand needs to be really multifaceted so that we can attract different people into different areas with different passions. It is very attractive. I know that I talk a lot about, I've got a dance background, so I use a lot of dance metaphors, but I also love car racing. Now, if I was in a room of female entrepreneurs, I probably wouldn't bring that up as much, but I do know. Unless you're talking about the drivers themselves and the girls like the, you know. Correct. (laughs) But I know that I actually have attracted a few male clients because we started talking about that. And I remember walking out of a conference one day and I heard, you know, a specific car come up the road and I went, oh, listen to the note of that, you know, and sort of, you know, that BMW, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, how did you know that? And we really connected and had a really great conversation. And that's, the part of a personal brand that doesn't have a visual, it doesn't have a color, it doesn't have a look, but it connects more than that visual brand. Right. I think the conversation is what connects people to your brand and gets them interested in knowing more about you because yeah. you're more interested about them. You know, the conversation starter is not your personal brand. Your brand is who you are as an essence. Mm. What do you believe? What What are you passionate about? What, what are the things, what's the hill you're willing to die for? What are the things that you're willing to stand up for and stand up against? You know, that's what your brand is. The conversation is how you engage both your brand with the person that you're speaking to and build a common language and get you to understand each other's brands. That's what the level of conversation, you know, that's, you know, I, I call that the icebreaker conversation. It says, listen to the, you know, the, the, the sound of that car. All of a sudden you, you and this other person are both car people. Yes. You both have a way of speaking a language that is, you know, synonymous with each other. You both understand the lingo. You both understand the language and it gives you a central point. So you're more willing to listen to each other. You're more willing to understand more about different things about each other and be more interested in each other because you have, you have a common ground, you have a common language to start that conversation. Totally. So personal brands, they've always been around, right? I'm sure both of you and I understand that. And I'd love to hear your take on this. I believe that personal brands now are a necessity where they always weren't. There are people that have been in corporate maybe, you know, in their career for 
20, 30, maybe more years, people that have had a business for that amount of time that say, well, Sam, I don't need a personal brand. I don't need to show up on social media. I don't need to, you know, have this brand that people talk about. I don't need to have an online presence. I've never needed it before. I don't need it now. I'd love to, to sort of open this conversation with you. What would you say to these people or how, you know, how important is it to have a personal brand from, you know, especially 2020 moving forward? Well, I think we start with the first premise and the first premise is correct. Everybody has a personal brand. Mm-hmm. Whether you understand it or not, you have a personal brand. How people view you one way or another is your personal brand. You may... You know, you may uh, affect it, you may promote it, but if people think that you're an idiot or you're, you know, bombastic or you're loud or you're obnoxious, that's who you are, whether you think that way or not. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's how people perceive you. So the problem is in today's world, it's moving a lot faster. And whether we're talking about the CEO or the secretary or the person, you know, who works in the, on the street, each one of us are competing for our particular audience. We don't need to, we don't need to communicate with everybody. Mm-hmm. Even Coca-Cola doesn't have 7.5 billion people who love them. You know, we, we all need to realize these are the people that I can help. These are the people that I can influence. These are the people that, you know, I connect with in one way, shape, or form. Okay, those are the people I want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Great. How do I make myself so I have value to them? How do I make it so when I'm speaking to them, they are going to care about me and be willing to listen? Because we're all competing for attention. And especially with social media today, you can sit there and click all day long. You can click all day long, all day, every day, and most of the people that you're going to see online are going to be forgettable as soon as you click on to the next person. Mm -hmm. They're absolutely forgettable because they're just one of a thousand or one of 10,000 or one of a hundred thousand or one of a million. The trick is how do you make yourself one of one to the people you truly care about and the people you truly want to influence? So you as a person may sit there and say, these 17 people are the most important people in the world to me. And I need to make sure that I show up consistently and communicate effectively and be able to support these 17 people. And that's my personal brand. You may need 10,000. You may need 100,000. You may need a million. It all depends on what are your objectives? What are your goals? Where do you want to go and what do you want to be? You know, a CEO needs to have a powerful personal brand because they are the leader of people. They are the visionary that people are looking towards and looking to and sit there and say, where are we going as a company? What are we doing as a company? And it's how you show up and how you can build that level of trust and you can get people to follow you, whether it's your employees, whether it's leaders within your company, whether it's your vendors, whether it's your customers, they all need to have the vision of who you are and how you're leading them to the next level of goal. And that's important for a CEO or for a business owner or for you know a vice president or a director or whatever. It's how you can build trust with people to get them to be able to to do what you need them to do to be able to make the next level of success, mm. whatever that next level of success is. When you work within a company, your goal is to sit there and say, okay, how do I get promoted? I get promoted because people know, like, and trust me. I get promoted because people know that I may be 
a salesperson, but I really want to be the sales manager. I truly want to be the sales manager. So you start acting like the sales manager. You start talking about the, like the sales manager. You start doing things a sales manager would do. And you assume that role in your head and you act accordingly, both online and offline. And then people start sitting there and go, oh, they're already doing this job. Oh, they're already, you know, they're prepared for it. They, they, they have the ability to be this next level. Maybe we should start th- talking about promoting them. You know, and it's, it's how we present ourselves leads to whether we get hired, whether we, you know, whether we, you know, we go on a date, whether we get promoted, whether we, you know, fall in love, we get married, you know, all those things are part of your personal brand. And it's, it comes down to no like trust. You know, if people don't trust you, if they, if they don't get behind saying, Oh, I realize this is Sam. Oh, okay. I'm going to get to know Sam. Do I like Sam? Yeah, I like Sam. Okay. Wait a second. I trust Sam. Now, if I trust Sam, I'm willing to follow you and I'm willing to believe in you. And if you need something from me and you ask me to do something, I'm more than likely to do it. If I trust you, whether I like you, then if I just like you, you know, if I'm just going to hit the like button on, on, on your, on your LinkedIn profile, you and I have absolutely really no connection, but if I trust you, I'm willing to follow you. And that's what your powerful personal brand is going to do for you. Well, how you described that was brilliant because what you're saying is that essentially we all have a personal brand and our choice right now is whether we control our personal brand or whether someone else controls it for us. Exactly. So exactly. We, it's about being very intentional and creating the stories, the no like that create that no like trust and build a community to build that influence so that we can create the impact that we want to make. And I know that that's something that you talk about a lot is about the difference between being a commodity and about having a community. Can you take us deeper into that idea? Yeah, because in the world today, most people are commodities. And I'll, I'll come, before I answer your question, I'll, I'll start with this. The reason I wrote this book is I do a lot of work at the universities where I train kids how to network properly, how to interview properly, how to do this. And I found that the majority of these kids, as smart as they were, and we're talking kids at the top of their class in marketing and and communication sales, didn't know how to communicate their own value. They say, well, I go to this university and I took this course and blah, 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 blah. I'm going, nobody cares. Yeah. We want to know about you. We want to know about who you are personally with that. And that's the reason why I wrote the book. But if you look at the majority of these people, they're all commodities because there's no way to differentiate them from one to the other. They all have a 3.8 GPA. They all have, you know, they all came from the same school. They all graduated about the same time. They all, you know, volunteered in these type of clubs. Okay, so what? What are the things that make you unique? The things that make you unique are the different things that says, I took this course and this is what I learned and this is how it can help you. Mm-hmm. you know, that's the difference. That's how you go from being a commodity to a brand worth loving. It's being able to paint a picture in people's minds of this is the skill set that I have. This is the problem that you have. This is how I can take my skill set, solve your problem and make your life better. You know, and that's what life is all about. And that's how you differentiate your brand by being able to sit there and say, you know what? I understand the problem that you have. I understand what's making you tear your hair out. What's making your life miserable. What's, you know, keeping you up at night. 
I've got the skills or, or I know people that got the skills or I have the ideas that necessary to be able to solve your problems and help you out. And that's what differentiates you. That's what keeps you from being a commodity in businesses. Most businesses are commodities because they can't tell what makes them difference. There's 12 different hardware stores, you know, within the Sydney area, within Sydney. The question is, why would you buy from one or the other? If it's just price, if you go into one, you know, and then say it says, okay, well, this hammer is, you know, $14 and this hammer is $13. Well, I'm going to go buy it from the place that's $13. Someone somewhere is going to sell it for 12 and all of a sudden you've lost your differentiation. Yeah. But if people walk into your store and they sit there and go, I always get good advice. I always get good service. The people there are knowledgeable. They, they help me out. They, they ask me what I'm trying to do. What, do I, what am I using this hammer for? Mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's trust there. And that trust goes from being a $12 hammer to an $18 hammer. And you're happy to buy the $18 hammer because you got the level of service and you know that you got the right hammer because somebody listened to you, they understood you and they valued you. I love that. And I think if we, you know, you said there that people will do business with people they know, like, and trust. Right. But I think that what you just said there was when they know, love and trust you, that they will not just do business with you. That's when you attract this community that you talk about, this people that are attracted to you. Like Seth Godin talks about in tribes, you know, it's like, who are the people that are coming to you because you're standing up and saying, this is what I believe in. This is what's important to me. And I know that it's important to you too. And that's where the the flick switches, the switch flicks to, you know, from that, from that commodity to someone that's got influence. And here in Australia, we've just seen a huge help people understand the value of having influence. We've got a comedian down here who just in five days has raised $40 million for our fireys here in New South Wales. Now, it's absolutely incredible. It's staggering. She's made the news. You know, it's, it's absolutely incredible. But she's been able to do that because she has built her influence already. She's already built that know, like, and trust with her community. She had that community around her already. So when she stepped up and went, you know what, guys, we've got this problem. I need your help to fix it. Her first goal was, you know, to raise $100,000. In five days, she's gone over $40 million. That is the power of a personal brand at a whole new level. It's really being able to influence people in such a big way. And I think that just that story on its own, to me, watching that like play out over the weekend has really shown me how powerful a personal brand is. Well, not only that, but what she did is, and we'll take the Seth Godin tribe scenario to it, is your tribe all of a sudden tells your story for you. You know you have a tribe because somebody else is out there saying, you need to pay attention to this person. They're wonderful. It's one thing for me to say, I'm wonderful. It's another thing for you to say, Ben's wonderful. You know, when, when all of a sudden somebody else is out there singing your praise for you or, or, or 10 people or 100 people, 1,000 people, half a million, a million people out there saying, you have to listen to Ben because Ben's amazing and this is what Ben does and this is how Ben helps people. That's how brands get elevated. You know, that's how brands get elevated. And that is only done when you as a, as a brand, as a person can communicate effectively, say, this is what I do. This is what I don't do. This is who I help. This is how I help them. This is how I add value. 
And this is why I care. And this is why you should care about me. And when people can understand that story, they'll tell that story for you. You know, and that's where, and your story about the comedian is, is perfect that way because you're right. She had already built a level of trust. She'd already got people who love her. She already has people who respect her and sit there and say, and when she said, I'm trying to raise money for this, they said, okay, she's not doing it for herself. She's not looking for $40 million in her own pocket. She's doing this for the greater good. Yes. I want to get on board with this. You know, so there's, there's that phenomenal factor where, all of a sudden she's at that celebrity status where she can use her celebrity to be able to do great things. And that's, you know, what happened with live aid and a lot of those other yeah. things with get, get guild off. And they got, you know, acts that, you know, sell out Wembley on their own came to Wembley for free and probably flew themselves in for free in order to make sure that they were raising hundreds of millions of dollars to feed, you know, the, you know, this, the, the starving people in Africa. Yeah, totally. Totally. So I just want to go back to my question around building your brand. Yeah. I think that you articulated very well that we all have a personal brand. It's about us being intentional. The, for the people that haven't been intentional about creating a personal brand, for the people that don't see or hadn't previously seen the value that they may have been, you know, like I, we said before, successful in their business or successful in their career for a lot of time, why would they want to intentionally create their personal brand now? Why is it more important now than ever before? I think it comes back down to the, to the world of differentiation and it comes down to where do you want to be next? It comes down to there's seven and a half billion people in this world. Are you where you want to be or do you want to be at a next level? If you're comfortable with who you are, you already have a brand. You've already built one. You've already, you know, if you're comfortable within your own skin, if you, if people can sit there and say, this is who this person is with them or without them in the room and can tell you the story and that you've already built it, you've already done mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. you know, and for some people out there, then it becomes a PR vanity, it becomes a PR vanity piece. And the question is, is if that's what you want, then that's great. But for the majority of people out there who are still looking to advance their careers, who are still looking for that next step, who are still looking to sit there and say, I've got more to give and more that I want to provide, you know, by putting your brand out there in, a, in an effective way that's authentic to you, because that's the most important thing of a brand. It's got to be authentically you. Yeah. You know, you can't be Gary Vaynerchuk. You can't be, you know, Margaret Thatcher. You can't be, you know, uh, you know Sir, uh, Sir Richard Branson. You have to be you. And if, you know, and that's what you have to embrace is what makes me, me. But mm. the reason you do this is because you need to sit there and say to the tribe that the people that you want to influence, you need to get them to understand who you are, what you do and why you do it. You know, and, and it's about, it's about that building of trust. It truly absolutely is about building the trust. You know, you have CEOs that sit there and say, I don't need a, to, you know, build a brand. I don't need a PR. I don't need a book. I don't need that. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. And the question is, what are your goals? What are your goals? What is next in your world? You know, what are the next things that you want to do? Do you want to uh, retire in the position that you're doing, doing what you're doing right now? Yes. Great. You know, that's fine. Do you have the level of respect from your employees and do your employees understand what you, what you do and why you do it? And do they, do they know, like, and trust you? Yes. 
keep doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's there's good. There's nothing wrong with that. We all don't need to be rock stars. Mm-hmm. However, the question comes down to what are your next goals? What is the next mountain you want to climb? Or do you want to climb a mountain at all? Yeah. You know, and if you can sit there and say, this is what I want to do. This is why I want to do it. This is who I need to be able to influence to be able to get to that next level. Then you need to sit there and say, okay, if I want to be perceived as this, what do I need to do to make sure that other people are telling that story? And a lot of it comes down to consistency. I mean, I spend an enormous amount of time on LinkedIn answering other people's questions. I'll sit there and say, I'll look at random questions in a LinkedIn feed. And if I can add value, whether I know this person or I don't know this person, I will take the time and I will answer their questions. That's fantastic. You know, and, I, and I will take the time to go in and, and be able to respond to people or take somebody's post that I thought was really interesting and I will forward it off to my community of 10,000. And what I will do is say, I really saw this interesting post by this person. This is what they were talking about. This is why I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. You may want to have a read. Wow. And what that does is it, first of all, it elevates the other person. Mm-hmm. It Second of all, gets the other people within their tribe to, to see that person as being elevated. Mm-hmm. And it also gets them to sit there and go, oh, who's this Ben Baker? You know, and why was he randomly taking this information and sending it out? You know, so there is a little bit of self-gratification that comes out of it, but I do it by helping others. And the mo- I always find the more I help others, the more I can add value to others, the more I can create value for other people it comes back to me tenfold. Yeah, because so the, that's the trust factor. That's the trust factor. Personal branding has gotten a bad name is the influencer world. You uh-huh. know, the, the, you know, where it's all, look at me, look at me, look how wonderful I am. Look at the bling on my fingers. Look, you know, I, you, know you need to pay attention to me, 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 me. Those people are sitting there building a brand that is all about self-gratification. Mm-hmm. That only lasts so long. Everybody gets their 15 minutes of fame, but guess what? That's it. I want the next 25 years. And the next 25 years are built on helping other people, not about focusing on me. I'm really glad that you brought that up to really differentiate the difference between a personal brand and our, you know, what comes up for us when we hear the word influencer. Because I'm a big believer in that, you know, if we can influence others to create a greater good, that's a great thing. But that can sometimes get caught up in people's ideas of what an influencer is. And I saw a really funny video by Gary Vayne just yesterday, actually, where he was talking about the algorithm and Instagram. And, you know, he said, oh, there's going to be a lot of influencers that actually have to go get, you know, go back and get a job in 2020. And, and he was laughing and I, I did have a bit of a giggle to myself because that goes to exactly what you're saying there. They've built their brand around themselves. And I think that just listening to you then, the differentiation is that you're saying build your brand around how you add value to others, using your experiences and using your stories, but using them not in a way to talk about, you know, ourself, but using those stories to connect with others and to add value to their life. And that's what I'm hearing the big difference is. Exactly. Because for me, the people that I'm most interested about are the people that add value to other people. You know, if you if if you're the type of person that is, you know, take this comedian for example. She's mm-hmm. a perfect example. Now I want to know more about her 
because she rallied $40 million and spearheaded a movement to raise money to help, you know, with the firefighting. I want to know about her because she went out and said, they said, this is not about me. Mm. This is about using my quote unquote fame Mm -hmm. to help other people. And to me, those are the interesting people in this world. Those are the people that you sit there and say, huh, I want to get to know this person. I want to know a little bit more about this person. Next time they're in town, I'll spend 120 bucks for a ticket to go see her, you know, as a comedian because she's done something that's more than just being funny. There's a cause behind it. There's a person behind it. There's, 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 you know, there's somebody who's actually sitting there going, it's not about me. It's about raising the water for everybody. Yeah. Totally. Now, you and I had an extra, I find an extremely interesting conversation before we hit record. And I'd love to touch on this because there is a lot of people that I work with that how I say coming into their second career, you know, yep. they've, they've done their, their 20, 30 years and they're like, wow, you know, I don't want to have regrets. I want to do this thing. And they've usually got a really big fire in their belly and they're going into something that's really purpose filled. These people at 50 will often say, oh, you know, I I don't want to spend time working on my brand. And you and I had this really interesting conversation that depending on which side of the fence you are, of the perception of where people are in their career, is you had a great... I guess, point that you brought up that you've got a friend that's about to retire at the time where I work with most people to get their second career started. Can you just talk us through that a little bit before sort of we talk about how that affects your brand moving forwards, that perception of where you are in your career? Yeah, I mean, because I, I just, you know, cross the chasm myself. I just turned 50 in September. So, you know, and I look at it and say, okay, I'm 50 years old. I'm speeding up. I'm not slowing down. My dad was 77 years old before he finally shut down his company. So, I mean, that gives me 27 or 30 years of runway ahead of me. Mm-hmm. And I've got, you know, 30 years of runway behind me. So I'm, I'm only halfway there. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, o- I'm only halfway to retirement if I, if, I, if I take a look at it in terms of, you know, my, my actual career life. But it's, it comes down to what are you passionate about and what do you really want to do? I mean, there are people out there that want to play golf and travel the rest of their life. They're going to have their, their pension. You know, they're going to go off and they're going to live their life that way or spend their time with their grandchildren and their, and their kids. And, that. and you know what? That's awesome. That's absolutely awesome. If that's what you really want to do and you have a mission and a vision and the value and that's what you want to do, that's great. But we're all living longer. We're all living longer and I can't think of being 55 or 60 years old and, you know, throwing in my hat and, and calling, you know, calling it a day. And I think you're right. There, there are a lot of people out there and I think there's going to be a lot more successful entrepreneurs that do it over the age of 50 because mm-hmm. the reason being is you have a different set of priorities. As someone who's 50 years old, you're not chasing the money like you were at 20. You know, you're not chasing that, you know, that yacht or that multi-million dollar home or whatever, you know, your priorities are different. Your, your goals are different. Your needs are different. And there's, and I think that you're able to create success on your terms yeah. where when you're in your twenties, you know, you're talking about the, the Gary Vaynerchuk generation where everybody looks at Gary and says, I want to be just like Gary. I, you know, it was a, when, when you and I were kids, everybody wants to be like Mike, everybody, uh-huh. everybody, <laughs> everybody wanted to be like Michael Jordan. And when you're sitting there and you're looking at these, you know, and I call them the influencer generation, 
all people see is the big paychecks, the fancy cars, the, the VIP lifestyle, you know, the multi-million dollar homes. And it's not about doing good work. It's not about being a great person. It's about how do I make money? And I think that that's where entrepreneurship is lost on youth. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think that 80% of entrepreneurs, you know, fail and fail multiple times before they make it is because their priorities are all messed up. Yeah. They don't understand what they're truly trying to do and they don't understand what it really takes to get them there. And I think that an older entrepreneur has got a little bit more life skills behind them and, and a little bit more sense of their own self-worth and their own self-value when, when they come to the table. And they, all, and they also understand that they don't know everything and they don't have to know everything. Yes. You know, and I think that that's, that has a lot to do with, with branding as well, is, is understanding what, what do I know how to do? What am I really bad at? For me, it's accounting. I am not a great accountant. I hire oh, an accountant. <laughs> no, it's, it's just like, okay, fine. You know, can I do the basic accounting? Yes. Can I read a spreadsheet? Yes. Can I read a balance sheet? Yes. Do I really want to do this all day long? No. You know, but it's a matter of sitting there going, okay, let's concentrate on what we're great at and bring in people who are really good at things that we are you know, we suck at mm -hmm. and let them do it. So I think that that's, that comes down to the value of a personal brand. It's coming down to how well do you know yourself? And that's what my book really does. My book really goes into on a chapter by chapter basis. I ask questions, actually I tell stories from my life. I ask questions and then I leave room at the end of each chapter for you to actually sit there and hand write your answers to those questions. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it comes down to who are you as a person? What do you believe in? What's important to you? You know, where are your values? And there is no right or wrong answer because what you believe and what I believe may be completely different, but that's okay because it's what you believe. And I think the more you can be settled with who you are as a person, the more that's going to reflect as a powerful brand moving forward. And the more people are going to be embrace you and trust you because they realize you know who you are and you know what you're all about. I love that. So essentially what you're saying is there, it's never too late to work on your personal brand or to never. intentionally put time into it. There's never, the, the end of the runway doesn't come. I don't believe it ever comes. <laughs> no, it, it comes when they put you in the pine box. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. A, bit that's, late that's then. A, <laughs> that's it. You know, but that, that's when that's what the end of the runway is. The end of the runway is is that you know that when they put you in the pine box and you know and whatever happens happens. Up to that day, we all have something to learn. Yeah. And we always have the ability to sit there and say, "Well, that didn't go well. Okay, what can I learn from it?" And don't beat yourself up about it. You sit there and say, "Okay, huh, that cost me some money. Don't want to do that one again. What could I have done better?" And move forward. Yeah reflecting rather than blaming or shaming or judging or all of those things that can stop us in our tracks. Exactly. So, so for the people that are listening and they're really thinking now, you know what, this is something that I really need to do in 2020s, put more intention onto creating this personal brand and really showing people who I really am and what I stand for. I know that we're running out of time, but what are some of the tips that you can give people where to start? Well, I mean, uh, you know, be self-gratifying. It says you can go to 
you know, powerfulpersonalbrands.com and that will take you to, uh, to Amazon where you can buy my book and it's available on, you know, soft cover and Kindle version and everything. And you, you may have to go to the, the Aussie, the Aussie site for that, but you know, uh, you know, you can p- pick up a copy of my book and that helps. But the really the one thing that people need to do is to sit there and ask the one question, what am I passionate about mm-hmm. and why? And the key word is the why, because if you, if it's not enough to sit there and say, I love golf. It's the question is, why do I love golf? Mm-hmm. Why, why do I like being inquisitive? Why do I like, you know, being around people? Why do I like teaching? Why do I like, you know, figuring out problems for people, whatever it is, the question is why? Because the more you can understand why you do what you do, the more powerful you are and the better story you can tell others to say, you know what, this is why I do what I do. And this is what I'm, you know, this is how I can help you because this is what I'm really, truly passionate about. Love it. So Ben, apart from your book, Powerful Personal Brands, and of course, we'll put all of the links in the show notes so people can get a copy of that because it is a great book. How can people stay connected with you? You know what? The best way to get in touch with me is if you go to my website, uh, which is yourbrandmarketing.com, you can get access to my podcast there. You can get access to all everything that I do through there. And uh, there's links there to li- LinkedIn and Twitter are probably the, the number one and two ways to get in touch with me. LinkedIn is the number one way. Go to yourbrandmarketing.com, uh, your brand marketing on LinkedIn and Twitter, and, and you'll find me. But if you go to yourbrandmarketing.com, links to everything are right there. Fantastic. And definitely we'll pop the link there for the podcast as well. The name of your podcast is? It's called the Your Living Brand. Live Show. Excellent. And I didn't, I do listen to it, yet I hadn't written that down. So I'd forgotten that. <laughs> I'd forgotten it. So thanks for sharing that. And thank you for sharing everything that you have shared today. I think 2020 is the year that we should all really concentrate on our personal brands. I think moving forward, this is such a, a huge opportunity for us and even more opportunity than we've had in, you know, in previous years. The next 10 years are going to move faster than we've ever seen before in humanity. So, um, you know, it's, it's a great opportunity that we've got at our fingertips. So thank you so much for sharing what you have. Oh, my pleasure. And I'd love to get down to Oz in, in August, you know, 2020. My goal is to be in Australia in August 2020. So if anybody is listening there and uh, they'd love to bring me down in terms of doing some keynote addresses or some workshops, I'd, I'd love to have the opportunity. So you can always contact me through my website. Absolutely. So all of our Australian listeners, if you know someone that uh, is looking for a keynote speaker in August, reach out to Ben or reach out to me and I'll hook you up and uh, make sure that we can get you down here, down under. Thanks so much, Ben, for coming onto the show and sharing your genius with us. Thanks, Ed. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. But before we go, have you joined us in the Thought Leaders Business Lab community on Facebook? If not, jump over there right now and connect with other entrepreneurs who are also building and scaling their business. See you next time in the Thought Leaders Business Lab.